Welcome to the podcast, Good Times in the Garden. Hello to all my fellow gardeners out there. I am your host, Matt DiStefano. This is episode five, May the 4th, 2021. May the 4th be with you all. Is there any better place to be than your garden? I don't think so. Well, thank you once again for joining me here at Good Times in the Garden. The past week in the Northeast United States has been a weather roller coaster. One day it's 80 degrees and sunny. The next it is 45 degrees, cloudy and windy. In many ways, this type of erratic weather condition typifies springtime especially in growing zone seven where I am located. But I cannot help but think that the shifts now were more dramatic than they ever have been. I guess in the future we will all begin to see more and more of what climate change has in store for us. But it is mid-spring and what an exciting time to be a gardener and to be in the garden. My blueberry bushes are all in bloom. The bumblebees gathering the nectar from the hundreds of white flowers that dot these bushes. These bees feeding themselves and at the same time ensuring another successful season of homegrown fruit for me and my family. The strawberry plants are also full of beautiful white blooms. They are just a few weeks away from bursting with red, delicious strawberries. I cannot wait. So much new life in my yard now. All the many plants and trees waking up from their winter sleep. Two summers ago, I decided to, an ex to do an experiment with the plant that, to be totally honest with you, I had never even knew existed. It is native to Europe, parts of Asia, and the United States. It protects itself with sharp thorns and produces tart, grape-sized fruit. Do you know what I'm speaking about? It is the gooseberry. Gooseberry. For anyone who, like myself, had no idea what a gooseberry is, let me fill you in a bit. <clears throat> Gooseberries are bushes that produce grape-sized fruit that range in color from reds to pinks to greens. The fruit is usually on the tart side but some varieties can be quite sweet. There are two main types of gooseberries found in this country, the European and American variety. The European variety usually has larger, sweeter fruit, probably from hundreds of years of selective breeding in places like England, but can also, unfortunately, be more susceptible to disease like mildew. 
The American variety, on the other hand, seemed to be a little stronger against these diseases, but in many cases, the fruit is smaller and can be more on the tart side. Most American varieties of gooseberry come from the breeding of European plants with Native American plants of gooseberry. Believe it or not, planting gooseberries was federally banned in the early 1900s. Why, you may ask? Because these plants were found to be an intermediary host to the spread of blister rust. This is a fungal plant disease that kills certain species of white pine trees. That's a very important tree for logging in many parts of the Northeast United States. Eventually in 1966, the gooseberry restrictions shifted from a federal ban to state-by-state state jurisdictions. This change was most likely because it was found that the plant, uh, the gooseberry, was not the only plant that could spread this uh, deadly pine disease. Uh, but because gooseberries were not able to be grown in the United States for almost 60 years, it is a fruit not well known by most people. States like Maine and North Carolina still outlaw these plants. When I read about gooseberries a few years ago, I became interested in growing this fruit. It is always very exciting for me to have something in my garden that is not easy or impossible to buy at your local grocery. Gooseberries fit that bill. So two summers ago, I bought two gooseberry plants online. The variety I chose was Ribes Hertelum or the Pixwell Gooseberry. Pixwell, P-I-X-W-E-L-L, -L, is a North American variety of gooseberry that originated from a breeding station in North Dakota in the early 1900s. This plant is self-pollinating. Uh, it is supposed to have fast-growing habits, and it yields high amounts of fruit. In the mail two years ago, this June, I received two bare root Pixwell gooseberries measuring about 12 inches high. I planted each of them in a 15-inch wide by 20-inch deep planter. I used normal good potting soil. I kept the plants in full sun throughout the summer and watered them when the soil looked dry. That came to be about twice a week. Try to be careful when watering these type of plants um, that you do not water them too frequently from above and uh, this allows the leaves to get very wet. Uh, wet leaves is the number one way to introduce fungal disease to these plants. So good base watering is very highly re uh, recommended. The first season, each of my gooseberry plants tripled in size. 
and put on heavy leaf growth. So I was very satisfied with the first summer of growth for my gooseberry plants. In the winter, I left the gooseberry pots uncovered outside. Do remember that many fruit producing trees and bushes are, that are native to north or northern parts of the world require what's called chill hours. That doesn't mean they're hanging out doing nothing. Chill hours are the number of cold hours or days that a fruit tree requires for flowering and fruit production each year. Every fruit tree variety has its own number of hours of chill needed for fruit production. Some fruit trees can get by with as few as 100 chill hours over the winter. Others need as many as 1,000 for them to produce fruit the following spring. So please check, depending on where you live in the United States, how many chill hours for the winter season is normal for your growing location. The optimum, the optimum chill growing temperature ranges from about 33, 34 degrees to about 46 degrees, and that is Fahrenheit. Fruit trees develop next year's flower buds this summer. When fall comes, buds become dormant as days lengthen and temperatures drop. Winter dormancy is triggered by a certain minimum exposure to cold temperatures, the chilling hours. If the number of chill hours is not accumulated in the winter, flowering and fruiting can be delayed or totally interrupted the following spring. Hormones are very critical in the life of plants. The hormone that regulates dormancy is controlled by chill hours and warming temperatures in the spring. So always good to consider. Uh, so I didn't take the gooseberry and bring it inside to protect it. Uh, I left it out in the cold. It survived very well and it accumulated the chill hours necessary for a good growing season this spring. This spring... My gooseberry plants began to come out of winter dormancy around the end of March. About a month later, the plants, for the first time, started to put out numerous small white flowers. I am excited to tell you that it is now the first week of May, and each gooseberry plant is covered in tiny green gooseberry fruit. The fruit is about the size of a small raisin at this time. I have read that the fruit on this particular type of gooseberry plant should be ready to harvest around the middle of July. These small green fruits will swell to the size of large grapes and the green color will lighten. When you squeeze the fruit around this time, uh, kind of a bounce or a little bit of um, a, a give to the fruit will tell you that it's ready for picking. 
Most gooseberry bushes are protected by very sharp thorns. This variety, though, the Pixwell, does have thorns, but they are much less abundant than other varieties. This will obviously be good for me later when I pick the right berries from the plant. I will not need as many band-aids after the harvest. Gooseberries can be eaten fresh from the plant, but many times people use them to make jams, fruit crumbles, and pies. So I'm excited to do all those things with my gooseberry harvest in the middle of the summer. Apart from their sweet, slightly tart taste, gooseberry fruit is a good source of nutrients, vitamins, and minerals. Eating gooseberries offers high levels of vitamin C, dietary fiber, and elements like manganese, vitamin B5 and 6, potassium, iron, and phosphorus. All great stuff. My family and I have never tried a gooseberry before, so this July will be a nice treat for all of us. In a future podcast, I will let you know how the gooseberry harvest goes, what I believe the fruit tastes like, personally, and what other things I have made from my gooseberries. All right, I'm going to get crazy with it, and hopefully it all works out. I highly recommend that you always have something in your garden that is new and interesting to you. Believe me, I love all my regular producers, like the blueberries, the raspberries, the grapes, the tomatoes, and the basil in my backyard garden. But there's something really special about growing and harvesting a new plant for the first time. So I am very excited in this endeavor. Well, I am very, very happy that you join me again. And until next time, this is Matt DiStefano from Good Times in the Garden. Enjoy the rest of your week.